um, today is um, Friday, June June 4th, 2021, and this is the Fiction Old and New Book Group. Um, So usually (laughs) I give you some author information and go over the characters, and I have some notes, and I have absolutely no idea where they are. I was just hunting around before I came on the phone, so... I'm going to have a much shorter introduction than I typically do. Um, if you listen to the book, you know at the end of the book there was an interview um, mm-hmm. with the author and the narrator. And I don't know if everybody knew, knew this, but the narrator, her name is Grace Gummer, and she's actually Meryl Streep's daughter because Meryl oh. Streep has oh. yeah Meryl Streep has four daughters. They're all actresses. And her husband's name is Don Gummer. And so anytime I hear Gummer, I'm like, oh, that must be Meryl Streep's daughter. And it is. Um, So um, anyway, I just thought I would mention that in case people, you know, because I I didn't realize it either. But then one of her daughters was on The Good Wife, and I love that show. And then I realized that any any actress with the name Gummer has to be Meryl Streep's daughter, most likely. And and this one is. so, that's a huge. That's a huge takeaway right there. You, you can leave everything. All right. Well, that, <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah. I don't think that yeah. was in the interview. So I just thought I would mention yeah. that. Oh, um, that's great. I had it no was. Idea and the the other yeah. thing was, I, I wish I remembered all the stuff from the Wikipedia article. But um, you know, she's in her, I think, early to mid thirties. She she's pretty educated. She had a PhD in creative writing from I forgot which school, and also um, there was some sort of controversy that went on with this book. I, I don't I can't remember, of course, all the details, but what I do remember is that the book is that that she in her real life had had something like this happen to her. And I think that was, you know, and she acknowledged that, that it was. So it's not a memoir, but, you know, there, there's probably a little germ of, tr- of truth in this story. Um, I, I will just say to start the discussion that I absolutely love this book. Um, I was caught up in, in, in the story from beginning to end. And I really found myself, um, you know, feel. I, I thought it was pretty amazing that she could be, you know, she could capture what it would be like to be somebody who was a teenager, you know, and make it, because when you think about the circumstances, you say, how could this go on? And, you know, how could this happen to somebody? And how could somebody get caught up, caught up in all this kind of thing? But she made it feel, to me at least, like this was very plausible, that this is something that, that has happened and, and could happen, you know, scarily enough. And, and and why it happened, and even that somebody could, ha- you know, have this happen and, and stay with them for so many years into their early 30s and not really move beyond it in any way. So I, I really, really like this book very much. Um, but I'm going to call on one by one. Uh, I know Michelle, not, not, a, yes. Pat, a Pat and Nikki have also joined, so if you want to add them to your list. Pat and Nikki are two separate people? Yes. Yep. Okay. Pat B right. and Nikki. Yep. 
Pat and Nikki. Okay, well, welcome to both of you. That's okay. Thank you. I, I apologize. I, I'm not on my iPhone. I'm on a landline, so I don't actually know who's in the room, so I'm just making a list. Um, I'm not even sure who to start off with, but if you don't mind, Ginny, you always have such good insights, so I'm going to start off with you, if you don't mind, unless you don't want to be the first person. Oh, no, actually, I do. Then I can relax okay. and listen to the rest of you guys. Okay, <laughs> why don't you go? You always have good insights, so oh, why don't thank you go you. ahead? thank you. Compliments. We like those. <laughs> um, <laughs> basically, I am mm, I'm really love the book, too. I don't ordinarily say that about books. Um, one of the things that's interesting to me, one of my remarks brief, somebody give me a score. One of the things that's interesting to me is that here we have a book that's very quiet and muted. There's no car crashes, there's no blood and gore, but it is so compelling. And also, um, you know, I think that I have never seen something so interior, you know, like portrayed so well. And I suspected, you know, that she had had an experience like this. And um, I think, so I'm just astonished by the book. I think that it is a book that um, people in the field, you know, of of psychology who are dealing with this, you know, group of people could read. And um, yes, it was so interesting and appalling, really. I was so shocked when I, I mean, I can see how this happens now. When you look at the character, she's very alone in her life. It's, you can't point to her parents as the, you know, the villains here. They were fine. It's just that that isolation that didn't give her another perspective, you know. And I was appalled, you know. And then her friends would say, "Wait, you didn't think that you were, uh, uh, you know, abused?" And they're baffled. And of course, she bought into um, this whole scenario where he was. Um, presenting it as a romantic, you know, and a situation, and um, her whole life got hijacked, and I still have read the book. I might read it again, and um, I don't usually do that ever, but there's, so um, at the end of the book, I'd be interested in hearing what you people think. I don't really think, I don't know how the situation was resolving. I mean, was she finally understanding that, um, you know, um, uh, what's his name? Strain was um, <clears throat> was had really um, abused her, and to what extent? And it's a, very much of something that reminds me. I'm not a parent. How impressionable people are at that age, and so that's it. Thank. Oh, I never heard of this book. I understand it was a big bestseller, but I never heard of it. And I don't. And I'm just really glad that I got a chance to read it. It took my mind off everything else. It was um, more of a suspense novel than a suspense novel. <laughs> it's great. Okay, I'm done. Oh, great. Well, those are very, very good comments. Thank you for going first. I appreciate it. Um, okay, well, Liz, I know that you worked as a social worker. I don't know if this is something that you've ever encountered, but I think I'll I'll have you go second if it's okay. Sure. Um Actually, yes, I did uh, for about 16, 17 years. I did nothing but sexual abuse, sexual assault stuff. And I was impressed with the, um, the, the author and, and how she really did accurately depict. Now, certainly not every case is like this one, but this is very plausible. And some, you know, I've heard some people say, well, well, how could she hang on? You know, how could she not deal with this for so long? It's usually not until somebody's assailant is 
no longer a threat of any kind or after they've died that the person can finally own the fact that they were abused by that person. She had to protect herself psychologically by, um, you know, not acknowledging that she was abused. She really needed to believe to, to kind of maintain her integrity that this was just as much her as it was him and that she wasn't taken advantage of. I mean, who wants to be duped, you know? <laughs> um, and so, yeah, this was a realistic de- depiction, uh, or depiction. Um, um, Vanessa was, um, she responded in the way that somebody who really, uh, she just really needed to, she was, it was a, it was a defense mechanism on her part to deny that there was abuse so that she could go forward with her own life and not, not feel like an idiot and not feel like a victim. And even, you know, even down like he, you know, strain was absolutely a pro at being a predator. He, he, I, he sized her up immediately as being a loner, somebody who probably didn't have a, you know, a lot of self-esteem when it came to issues of relationships. Um, he knew all the right ways to woo her in. He appealed to her intellect to, you know, make her feel special. And, um, yeah, he, you know, <laughs> it was very real. And in, in terms of the end of the book, I, I would have not, I would have, I think the book would have lost credibility if they'd had it. They all lived happily ever after. Cause at the end of the book, she was really just starting on that journey of acknowledging the abuse and acknowledging, her feelings of, of guilt about not helping other survivors, knowing that there were many other people who were victims of strain. And she felt like, so she was just beginning to grapple with that. I think her getting the dog was a really good, good step in the, in, in that, you know, stepping outside of herself and, and learning how to love and trust and take care of somebody else. And so I, I felt like I wouldn't say it was a happy ending. I would say it was a hopeful ending. There was hope for her. Um, that she was going to be able to kind of rise above it, but she was really just beginning on that journey of, of distancing herself from this. But um, yeah, so I'm. Do I say that I love this book? No, it was. I mean, at one point, I was reaching for antidepressants. I mean, it was like, it was like, oh my god, this was a dark book. But it was real, and and I think the author did a a, a very brilliant job of not being over the top at all with her depiction of what happens. It doesn't happen all the time, but it certainly does happen. So, thanks. Well, thank you. Those are also really, really great comments, actually. And and um, I, I I appreciate the way that you you know you kind of talked a little bit about what you saw in in your practice, and then how it sort of compared to the book. So, actually, that was great. Okay, Marcia, do we do we pass the two two hour rule with this book, or what, why don't you tell us what you thought? Oh, absolutely. I, I read it from beginning to end, and uh, 15 hours was uh, was quite a long time, but I stuck with it. I found the book very depressing. Um, I was amazed that, that, well, not amazed, but that, that, she, that after she, you know, uh, she got her GED and everything and left home and what have you, and she, she picked up with him again. I just, I just didn't, I, how, like, how could she do that? But now with some explanations from Ginny and Liz, I think I can understand a little better how that could happen. And uh, Strain was just, he was just evil. 
I mean, there, there's just no other, putting it any other way. He was an evil man. And uh, it was good that he, that he uh, got to the point where he couldn't handle it anymore. He couldn't handle the investigation coming up with this other student. And he ended it. And I think that was best for all concerned. And uh, I won't read this book again, but I could see where, you know, it's, it could be real. Um, now, the author mentioned in her disclaimer before the book started that this did not have anything to do with it. She said that she'd had a, you know, something happened to her, but she said, now, the way I interpreted it is that she, well, this was not what happened to her, why she ended up getting a, uh, her GED or, or whatever. So I'm not sure what, what she went through. Um, I hope she's doing well. And, uh, and, and I, the ending was very realistic, as was pointed out. You know, it didn't say that she has totally recovered, but but getting the dog really helped. And it seemed, uh, again, that uh, she was not friendly with, I can't remember her name, the one that kept... Taylor? Taylor, yeah, thank you. Um, so I, I think that, uh, you know, maybe they could at least help each other through this. And that's all I have to say. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, I, I, I don't know exactly what the circumstances were with the author. I know when I read her bio, she went to uh, college, then she got a master's degree, then she got a Ph.D., and she was somewhere in her early to mid-30s. So my assumption was she went to school pretty consecutively, you know, I mean, maybe she missed a little bit here and there, but I don't think she, un unlike the character who, you know, had the opportunity to go to school here and then actually didn't really continue her education. Um, I think her, her life story was a little bit different, but I don't actually know. I didn't do enough reading to find out really what her circumstances were. But my assumption is that she had an experience maybe similar, like a high school experience, but I don't, I don't know that for sure. Um, uh, Joni, what, what did you think of the story? Well... Um, I was very upset with this book. Uh, I loved it, and I was gonna—I was thinking, and I still might read it again. Um, just the 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 predator, the the strain. I mean. How she just, well, poor thing, uh, Vanessa was alone. She felt like nobody cared about her. And suddenly, this teacher takes an interest in her, and she buys into it, and she, oh, what a story. Um... My sister is a teacher, was an art teacher, and one of her students was at, uh, an elementary school boy, was in love with her, and 
somehow he got her phone number and he would call her every day. And she had to sit him down and say, we, this is not something that's appropriate because he would invite her to his home. His, she became friendly with his mother and his brother. And she realized it was going to, it, it, it was not right. And she had to end it. But this kid uh, who, um, she, she, my sister is still very close to this guy. It turns out that he's gay, and they are, he still loves her. And in her way, she still, she loves him. But she, as the teacher, had to be the one to, because he was just crazy about her. He wanted to be with her every second. He would stay after school. He'd do all these things to help her. And he was always there. And uh, she, she, of course, put an end to it. Well, um, this probably happens more than we know. And... Um, she was too. She was too damaged to be able to, to realize that this was abuse. She thought that he was really in love with her, and would not even think that anybody that he was involved with any other girls. Yes, that's true. And this is what he want. He just wanted. The young ones. She was getting too old for him. And she was so, I hate to say blind, to what he was uh, asking of her. And she thought that um, she, she just didn't, didn't want to believe that he was abusing her and that he was with anybody else. And after I finished reading this book, I found myself, I, I was very upset. I don't know why it hit me the way it did. But, um, I mean, I remember when I was that age having crushes on teachers and um, wondering what it would be like to be with this one particular teacher that I think... Uh, an awful lot of girls had crushes on, and uh, he was extremely. He was he was a PhD, and he taught in our high school. And I went to Long Girls High School, and and I just I thought he was just so wonderful. And years later, I think that our I don't know which reunion, the 40th reunion, he came to it. And I said, Dr. Stroll, I had such a crush on you when I was uh, in your class. And he just uh, he was very amused by it and everything. And because um, he was particularly nice to me because I had some problems. And 
So I think that a lot of girls, you know, when you're a teenager, you just have crushes on everybody. So um, I, I, I'm strained. I would have been happy to choke him or whatever I could have done to get him out of the world. Um, I'm probably not saying what I'm thinking. I'm probably not saying enough. Um, they, uh, but I did like this book a lot, and I might just read it again to really uh, go through it again. And lots of times you get more out of a second reading than you did the first time. So... Michelle, thank you for recommending this because oh. <laughs> I'm very glad that I read it. Yeah, um, that, I, that's that's so interesting because a lot of times, you know, when you pick books or book groups, you don't really know if you should pick a book that could potentially really upset somebody, or if you're better off just picking a more like you know pleasant, entertaining read. So this one, oh, I wasn't no, sure. I wasn't really sure how this one was going to go today, and. Um, I actually, I don't know if it's okay, Sherry, if I mention that you were the person that, that had recommended the book, um, sure. but I read it and I, I was blown away by it. But that's really interesting also what you're saying about your sister, the experiences that she had too. It's very funny because I, I went to school a, a lot and I, I went to school for a long time, but I never really had crushes on teachers. I always had crushes like on other students, but not so much teachers. But everybody else always had crushes on teachers. And I was saying to Sherry that I don't think I had a lot of young teachers. I think most of my teachers were pretty old. So, like, if I was 20 or something and they were, like, 50-something, they looked really old to me at the time. So maybe if I had younger teachers, I would have had more crushes. Um, well, look at this jerk. I mean, he was 44 years old. It's true. It's true. He was yeah. not very good-looking. No. And yet there was something that drew her to him, and he saw the opportunity and he struck. Yeah. He groomed her. He definitely did. He he knew what he was doing. He knew how to threaten her, to make her scared to tell people. He knew exactly what he was doing. Oh, he knew exactly. Yeah, exactly. And he had who knows how many other youngsters he... A lot. <laughs> A lot. Yeah. How many he tried and how many he was successful. I was impressed with her friend whose name is escaping me in the school. She really had his number, you know, right away, the one who told her father and, um, oh, yeah. you know, and whatever. But, okay, well, we'll, we'll move on because I know we have a lot, a lot of people. Um, Alan, what, what did you think of this book? Yeah, uh, I've got a different take, I guess. Uh, I mean, it's like any book I read, uh, I try to learn something from it. And I guess I learned what it's like to be a predator and and take advantage of somebody. But this this was a slog for me. I I, I didn't enjoy reading the book because I don't like the topic. Uh, And, and, you know, the topic's heavy. uh, But... uh, uh, it, but it just brings to mind how important it is for schools and stuff to be aware. Because, uh, I mean, kids are impressionable. And, you know, if you have somebody like this that's teaching them, they can certainly take advantage of them. So the, the, the teacher in an administration, the other teachers in an administration need to be on 
the lookout. I got I kind of got the impression that the print that the head mistress of this school had her head up her behind or something. She she thought this guy did no wrong and stuff and 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 you know she she should have she should have been more on point I think to to be watching for stuff like this because uh uh but, yeah I mean kids are kids can, can just be led astray especially ones that are introverts and that, that don't have a lot of friends and stuff it, it's uh you kind of kind of have to be watching out for them but uh, uh, but you know I mean the the, the, the writing was decent I, I I just didn't like the topic because uh uh, I mean, uh, n- nobody likes predators, I guess. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd just seen it bang this guy's head against the wall a few times, but uh, uh, I guess violence didn't answer to everything. But uh, I, I, I did like the dog at the end, however. They, uh, she, she, was, she was nice, so uh, uh, I, I, I liked her. And I, and I liked the dog that she – I can't remember the dog. Her, her dad had a dog, I think, too, which uh, made for some nice, nice uh, input. But uh, – uh, a, a, a tough subject, though. I, I I wish it had been maybe seven hours long instead of fifteen hours long. But uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it, it. But like I said, I, I'm sure I've taken something from it that that uh, that I'll store away and and maybe can put to use at some point in time. But uh, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a big believer in in, in listen. I mean, I, I love kids. Uh, not the way Strain did, but I. I've always liked younger kids, and I've got, I'm a big believer in paying attention to them and, and listening, uh, listening carefully to them, and then trying to understand where they're coming from and stuff. Because I think uh, that that'll reveal a lot if you, you pay attention and stuff. Uh, but uh, this guy, this this guy was bad news. I'm glad he killed himself, like Joni said. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, he deserved it. Everyone seemed to know what was going on. I mean, the students, her friend at school, that boy that she talked to on the bus, everybody knew that something was wrong between Vanessa and Jacob Strain. And so you would, yeah, of course, yeah. as, as you said, I would think that the, the, the teachers knew as well. And the yeah, 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 definitely knew. So it's exactly. surprising. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, I yeah. mean, I, I do think years ago, I, I don't think, I don't know, I don't remember. This was set in, what, 2000 and then yeah, 2017. 2000, yeah. yeah. And I don't, I, but 2000, you know, I think there was more awareness then. Like, I, if this was set exactly. in the 70s, I would have said, okay, you know, whatever. But 2000. Yeah, yeah. With I mean, awareness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and there's, it's something, something should have been done, I think. But, but you know, I, I don't know. It, it's it, it's it's a tough subject. I mean, you don't want to. I mean, you don't want to accuse somebody. But I mean, it's like you said. They were all talking about it, and they and and they all suspected something was going on. And, yeah. Uh, and yeah. So, but, oh well. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it was uh, tough. Yeah. I mean, I think the yeah. reason why it, the book was was as long as it was was she really wanted to show the the effects. She wanted to show what happened in high school um, when she went to college, what happened when she was in her early 30s, and oh, she yeah. kept switching yeah. back and forth. So I think if the book was shorter, I don't know if you would have realized the, the, I mean, you would have realized the damage, but I think it was made more so. Yeah, I think you're right. She kept switching back and forth between time periods. I mean, right. you know, a couple hours, I don't know, seven hours, maybe 12 hours might have yeah. did it, you know, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah, but you're right. Yeah, I, I really suspected people would have a hard time with this book. And um, 
I mean, the comments are actually more positive than I thought so far, but <laughs> we'll continue. Um, yeah. Don, I, I, it sounds like I know you also worked, I believe, as a social worker, so I'm, I'm curious what you, what you thought about this book as well. Oh, Don? Are check. you muted? He might be muted. He's muted again. Don's muted. Okay. It says okay, not well, muted. Can you not hear me muted. Now? Okay. There, oh, yeah, there he is. You. Let me know oh, if yeah. I go off again because it's... Uh, That's anyway, okay. I was a social worker and, and had a few cases, but not in the family... Well, a couple of years in the family program, but... Uh, I'll tell you, this was uh, the most detailed thing. In the beginning, she denies having any experience, but she does protest too much, I think, a little bit there. But she uh, she did an excellent job in reading it. One thing, it has nothing, just kind of the narrator, I just wanted to mention, she said she read it in two and a half days. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty good reading for the quality of reading that was. It was excellent. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, but I uh, I had trouble finishing Lolita. In fact, I didn't finish Lolita, but I did finish yeah. this one. And yeah. that guy destroyed her life pretty much. You got to yeah. face it. She, she I I don't know if she finished college. I don't think she did. Uh, I skipped a couple parts there. But she was working in that crummy hotel and a very turning in kind of turning into an alcoholic. It looked like I, I would say that. And I, I would say, I don't know if she comes out of it or not, but it really, she she never went as far as she could have. And Yes, definitely. Back again, yeah. Anyway, she, I, I uh, it was a good, a great, I wouldn't want to read the book again, but <laughs> let's see. Well, you're you're right about Lolita. I mean, I I read Lolita many years ago, and Lolita is a fantastic book, but it's a horrible book to read. I mean, it's just so sad, so horrible to read, but it's so well written. And I don't know if this is as good as Lolita, but this was this was a pretty pretty well written book too. I thought. Um, yeah. Okay. How she could um, read that book in two days, I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, reading visually is faster than listening to audio because I've I've had both experiences and Oh, oh no. That's that's yeah, true, but so uh, you could you could read I'm I mean, she must, must have been a lot of hours, you know, you know. Yeah. But you just meant that it was so intense that how could she read it? I mean I've had or... readers read for a long time, but yes. they usually gave out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, she's an actress, so she's probably you know want to get immersed into the emotions of the characters and things like that. So, um, okay, um, now Pat, I know that you've, I believe you've gone to World of Books. Am I correct? You've been in that group. No, yes. <laughs> so th- thank you for coming to to Fiction All the New tonight and. What what did you what did you think of the book? I don't know if there's more than one pad, or you're talking talking to me. Am I, but do I have I haven't do I have been the wrong on this pad? before. This okay. Oh, I'm okay. sorry. I yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? This is a different pad. This is a different pad. Okay. I know. I know. There's been a pad in World of Books, but welcome, Pat. Um, why don't you, Why don't you tell us what you thought of the book? 
Well, I haven't read of the book yet. I'm really looking forward to it after listening to of the discussion. Uh, my friend okay. Nikki told me that we were talking about pedophiles today, <laughs> cheery okay. subject, and uh, she told me about this group. So um, okay. I will be reading the book. Okay. Well, thank you for coming. And Nikki, why don't why don't you did you read the book and you could tell us what you thought about it? Thank you. Um, I only found out about. Well, I actually I had the I had the book on my list to read, but I hadn't read it yet. But I I heard about this group just the other day, so I started reading it. I got about three hours into it, and um, I'm I'm I can't say I love the book. I can't say I'm enjoying it, but um, it's a very impressive book, and I do intend to finish it. I wasn't quite sure earlier today, but I read a little bit more about it. And I do now have a greater understanding and, in fact, fear of how insidious and effective these predators can be. Now, mm -hmm. I have, a, I'm 70, I'm going to be 76 next week, but I have a 43-year-old daughter and I have an 18-year-old granddaughter. And um, I, I've, I, was, um, I was molested at one point in a similar way. And mm -hmm. it was very, it was a very gentle sort of thing. And it didn't, didn't go as far as, as what he did, but it was a very gentle sort of thing. And I didn't really see anything wrong with it. And I didn't suffer any trauma for it, but it didn't go on for too long. Um, and, but I think that this is a book that every parent should read and even every non-parent should read because I was, I was surprised at how effective he was and how he zeroed in on her so quickly, it was terrifying in many ways because that's going on all over the world. And mm -hmm. uh, so, but so it was a real eye opener. And it's going to take me a while, but I will finish it. And um, and I love I lay, I love Grace Gummer's um, reading of it because she's uh, as somebody said she's an actress and she's doing a very very good job. And I thank you very much. Now, I'm going to have to go because I have another uh, group that I have to join. Um, so I'm a few sure. minutes late, but I wanted to wait to say something. And, and thank you very, very much. I'll be coming to this um, and I'll oh, check great. with I'll check with okay. Joni or a couple of other people and see what the next book is going to be. And I'll make sure to read it ahead of time. Sure. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming. We, we thank you for your comments. And I hope you I'm not going to say enjoy, but I hope that you finish. It is intriguing. And so thank you all very, very much. Okay, and have well, a good thank weekend. You. Thank you so bye -bye. much. Bye bye. 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 Yeah, I think it's very true. I, I, I shared this with Sherry and I'll, I'll share it with the rest of you. And I think this is the kind of thing that could happen you know, under all different circumstances. When I was um, a child, we went to a pediatrician in my neighborhood, and he was a very, very popular pediatrician. Everybody really liked him, and everybody I know went to him, and he, the joke was he used to have a sign outside of his office that said that he was going to treat children and teenagers, and the joke was he was going to change the sign and also include adults because nobody wanted to leave his practice. And then I remember in the 1980s I, in Long Island, they have a newspaper called Newsday, and they did a whole expose on this pediatrician that I had gone to all the years and my brothers, my sister went to. And apparently what he did with, with certain young women, I was not one of them and I didn't know anybody personally that this happened to, 
But when the girls would be like 12 or 13 years old, he would tell the mother, I need to see, you know, your daughter alone in the room and examine her and talk to her about whatever he said that they needed to talk about. And he would go in the examination room in his office with all the parents and everything in the waiting room, and and he molested the girls. He, he you know, attacked them. He molested them. And apparently it happened to quite a few girls. There was this giant expose in the newspaper. He lost his medical license, which he should, he should have really gone to jail, which he didn't. And um, my family owns a condominium in Florida in the same development that he owned a condominium. And he, I remember he moved his whole family down to Florida. And you would see him, like, walking around the condominium, and he looked dejected. But really he should have been in jail. And it was terrible. And so this was somebody who was beloved in the community. Everybody thought he was a great doctor. And he was doing these horrible things to these girls. So I think it's the kind of thing that could happen. And I remember asking my mother, you know, because I was was not a teenager at the time. I was probably, like, in my 20s at that point. And I remember saying to her, you know, if he had said to you, I wanted to go in the room alone with Michelle, what would you have done? And she said she would have just let him go in the room alone. Like, now I don't think the mothers and fathers would do that. But at the time, you know, it was a long time ago, um, you know, it was it was horrible. And she didn't believe that he did this. And I absolutely believed he did this. There was so much evidence and all these stories that went on for like a month or something. There was just story after story after story. So I think these things happen all the time and with people that you don't always suspect. And it's it's a very, it's a scary thing. I mean, it's a really scary thing. Anyway, on that cheerful note, um, I will move on to uh, LaDon. I think, have you had time to have your recollection refreshed about this book? Yeah, I did. I thought this book was quite fascinating. It was difficult to read because the characters were so well drawn. And I thought that uh, she was had a mental problem. It was uh, the whole book yet suffer with her because she was mentally disturbed and you were right in there with her. When she sat down with the teacher and he put his leg against her and she let it remain there, he she showed that there was something about her, something mentally, some mental disorder there that allowed her to leave the there and uh, and to continue on. And as she began to uh, have an affair with him, you know, everybody is two or two. Be human beings. We have a intellectual side, and we have an emotional side, and of course they overlap. But intellectually, she knew she was being mistreated. Emotionally, she thought it was the right thing that she wanted. So that went on for her whole life, all the time, even after the affair was over with uh, when they uh, corresponded as as an adult she could not win the war 
because her two sides war kept war warring with one another. That's why she kept in contact with him and everything. The emotional side wanted that. Intellectual didn't. At age 32, it was very disturbing when she went and uh, found that 52-year-old man that she had known before and thought he was, uh, what's the word, despicable. But she went and got him and took her took him home up to the her apartment and lay underneath him without moving or thing, kept her eye closed and thought nothing of it and this was glad when he was gone. That was part of her whole illness to show that even as an adult she wasn't uh, she, she still had a mental problem that she worked with. Now she had a, a psychologist but I don't think that the psychologist was getting quite down you know because she didn't know of their problems I don't know if she ever would but I thought the end of the book she wasn't yet you know she was still disturbed about it she hated that her uh, teacher had died that she couldn't hardly her emotional side couldn't hardly uh grasp that it was, it was a sadness for her intellectually she knew that something had been wrong all the time but that made her a, a disturbed person even at the end of the book she's still disturbed when she got the book a dog maybe maybe that's a step uh, toward uh, you know the more normality and understanding what happened uh, to her because I know emotionally she didn't believe it and still didn't believe anything was wrong intellectually she knew knew it was and I believe at 32 she began uh, maybe maybe she began come to a little realizing that and settled in her mind but I believe it's going to be many many years for her like that before she would ever ever come to, to grips with what happened to her. If she ever did, I don't believe she'll ever marry. I don't believe she'll ever have a, uh, you know, what we consider a normal life. She'll always in all her life be worn. This is the way I uh, thought her character was. Of course, she's a fictional character, and I'm talking to about her as if she were real. If she were real. I believe that she would have find many, many years still. And that that part of uh, just getting a guy and coming home and just because it was something to do, you know, a little, I think actually thinking about it, it was a little punishment to come and get someone that's, that was revolting to her and bring him up there. I think that was a little punishment. She was punishing herself in a little bit of a way, you know, and so uh, I thought it was interesting that at the beginning of the book, we've talked about it a little bit, that the uh, author had to go to a great length to say this was not an autobiography. Don't think it was. And it's all fictional. But she drew the characters so well that it was hard living with her. And that's what made the book hard to li uh, read, although it was well written. And a worthwhile book to to read, 
I would highly recommend it to many people. Not if you need you need to have murders and crimes and stuff like that and, and, and that kind of stuff. If you want to read a family drama, a drama, uh, 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 an emotional drama, this would be the book for you. And now I'm finished speaking for now. Uh, okay. De- well, Deanna, Deanna came in too, Michelle, in case you did. Okay. Something. Thank you. So one thing I would say is, you know, language is always very interesting to me. And one of the words that that often people use is mental illness or disturbed. And I I always find that very interesting because um, I have in my family experience dealing with mental illness. And I think that mental illness is, is very greatly misunderstood. And to my mind, when I read this book, I didn't think of her. I thought of her as, as a vulnerable young woman who was preyed upon, whose life yeah, that was, was ruined. The, that was the, that's the disorder that I'm talking about because of all the children in school at, the, at that one particular time and at right. other times, uh, she was her. It was something in her mental makeup that allowed him to take. That's what these kind of people do. Maybe. They find I the mean, one person that they can do it to. Can't do it to right. everybody, but the one person. Well, and there's something. Yeah. No, in, in I, I understand what you're saying. I think they have this word called highly sensitive people, mm-hmm. and they estimate that like 15 or 20 percent of the public is an HSP person, and I would kind of characterize her more like that as opposed to men- mental illness. I thought she was definitely self-medicating, but again, that's not necessarily a sign that she's mentally ill. I think she was she was damaged by this horrible experience that happened to her, but I don't think that she was, uh, into my mind, I wouldn't necessarily call her mentally ill, although I think she really, really needed therapy. Everybody could view it differently, but I didn't see her that way. I just saw her as... I mean, you know, many of us in this group are women. Many of us were young, and you know, maybe all of us were young. (laughs) Well, I mean, as a as a woman, and you know, I mean, some of us had good relationships, bad relationships as young people, or whatever. And you know, she just had the great misfortune of being preyed upon by this person. I mean, I was a fifteen-year-old girl, and I don't know. You know, I don't think I would have. I, I just don't think I, I would have done what she did just because of, I just, I don't think I would have, but, you know, it depends on your circumstances. Yeah. I did wonder a lot about her family, what yeah. what her parents' well, and, role you know, was on this whole thing. And, and this, this, her character, her character was one that he could take advantage of, and you might uh, relate it to uh, her, uh, uh, some women who, uh, when, when they get married, they pick someone and they abuse them and they stay with their abuser. And there's yeah. something, I, I call it a mental illness, but it's, uh, ment- it's, you know, it's not what we all do. Most of us do not do it. But there's uh, something mentally. As a girl, she was one that he could pick on. As, an, uh, as a woman who gets beat up and goes back time after time and says, well, he won't do it again. They have the same kind of m- mental I see. I don't know what, how, what term to say. Maybe a no, word so. damaged. Yeah, damaged I believe so. Or yeah. Vulnerability or something. Uh, like mental uh, illness to me is right. just different, but yeah, you know, it's everything. 
Yeah, she anyway, wasn't crazy I, or anything. No, but there was no, something no. in her makeup that that made yeah. made it possible for him to do that when she's young. Just as yeah. there's something in a woman's uh, personality that will go back to a man that will beat her up over and over and over again. And people will say, don't go back. And she knows she should and she'll do it. And that's a kind of disorder. Maybe disorder was a better word. A mental disorder. Something I mean, everybody views it differently. It's, it's yeah. complicated. But anyway, it's hard, I'm gonna, it's hard I'm, to say. That's okay. But anyway, I'm you gonna, need to I go to the have... next person, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, um, Sherry, why, why don't you tell us what you thought about this book? Well, I thought this was really a great book. Um, I thought it was very realistic, as many people have said. I thought it showed how an event like this to a vulnerable young girl can damage her entire life and have an impact on her entire life, even though she saw it as a positive. It still damaged her. We can see by the way her life turned out. And I thought the end was hopeful also. I was hoping that she'll eventually come to terms with this now that he's out of the picture totally. Who knows if she'll ever have a normal life? I don't know. Um, I thought that she was vulnerable and I had crushes on teachers and thank God none of them were pedophiles because I would have been extremely flattered if someone showed me that kind of attention. And I had a pretty normal childhood. It's just when you're that age and you are attracted to older men, you're very flattered when they pay attention to you. It's easy to fall into this pattern, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it still happens a lot, although I think girls now, even in their teens, are a little wiser with the whole Me Too stuff than they were even in 2000. But still, you know, he knew what he was doing. He knew how to pick out somebody who was vulnerable, as we've all said, and take advantage of that. And it was just so interesting to see Mm -hmm. how she viewed it as... A love affair and didn't believe all these other girls and she slowly started to come around that well maybe these other girls you know maybe there's a grain of truth here and met with Taylor that was a really good scene and of course I like the dog too <laughs> right. well that that's that that is true yeah um Deanna would you like to tell us what you thought about the book um it was a, a troubling book I agree it was well written and I also agree that there can be a vulnerability in young women, not just teenagers. She was little more than a child at the time because she was experiencing isolation, separation from her family, even though that's what she thought she wanted to go to this prestigious girls' school, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this you know, big honor because she was so smart. And I know from being put in high-level classes, you know, college prep classes, in high school, I was reasonably bright, but some of the kids in my classes were brilliant, you know, (laughs) and they didn't have an easy time of it. They, I remember one young man that honestly could not talk to other teenagers they didn't get him. They mm-hmm. didn't. Um, and he was very troubled. He did a lot of self-mutilation stuff, like mm-hmm. uh, pushed a safety pin through his cheek. Yeah. You know, to get a reaction, I think, more than anything. Uh, he was an unhappy 
child because he was in a child's body. He had a high intellect and he didn't fit anywhere. Um, you know, he was one of those kids that was probably going to end up graduating from college at 20 or something or 18 even. You know, when I knew him, he was about 15. Um, and so I think... Yes, predators do look for, for vulnerability in their targets. And that's one of the reasons why some of us have had brushes with that kind of person, because they perceive blind girls as controllable. We don't drive. Um, more than one blind woman of my acquaintance has gotten into a really negative um, situation where they were isolated by the person they were with. Mm -hmm. They would move them out into the country. Uh, yeah. They would, you know, monitor their phone. They would do all kinds of things and at the same time belittle them um, and make them feel worthless and that they were lucky to have anyone that cared enough to take care of them. And it takes an awful lot of strength to run away when you have to do so on foot with only what you can carry and you don't know where you're going. I mean, you know, that just isn't, it does put blind women at a, at a tremendous disadvantage. One young woman I dealt with made it to safety, made it to a woman's shelter, but she had to leave her guide dog behind and it was tearing her up because she was afraid he would take out his anger on the dog. Oh, but man. the only way she could think of to get help was to go to a person she knew who was afraid of her dog and beg her help. And that woman did understand and, and took her to safety Um she took her child with her who had some special needs, but she didn't think that anyone would help her with, you know, a German shepherd. And it's true. People are often afraid of them. So it was, it was a, a big mess. And it, it happens all the time at higher levels to women that are vulnerable for whatever reason. And this child was vulnerable. She didn't fit in at her new school. She hadn't made friends after her breakup with her one friend. And she was lonely. She was bright and sensitive and she was lost. And she didn't want to run home to her parents and say, I made a mistake. I don't want to be there. Because I think her mother would have been delighted to get her back home. They thought they were doing the right thing by letting her go. And they didn't read the signals that she was in trouble. But parents often don't. You're very secretive at that age about your personal feelings because you don't think people will understand what you're feeling mm -hmm. and what you're thinking. Yeah. And um, so you don't tell. I had a, a high school teacher um, I switched languages. He taught Spanish, and I'd had him for two years. And if you asked a question, and you were a girl, and you were the least bit attractive, he would come to your desk to answer your question. Uh, he would yeah. put an arm yeah. around your shoulders. Yeah. Uh, 
if you went to his desk and stood there asking him something, he would straighten your necklace. Uh oh. You know, he would touch yeah. you, mm-hmm. but in a very casual way. And when my it's grades trendy. started to drop because I wouldn't <laughs> ask questions, he stopped me as I was leaving class and asked me if I wanted tutoring after school. And I went into a panic. And I went to my school counselor that I admired and liked very much. And I said, he hasn't done anything that I can say is totally wrong that he can't say, well, she's very shy. I was just trying to comfort her. I was just trying to, you know, whatever. And back then, (laughs) in 1966, maybe, I was in his class. Um, She said, you're not the first. And all I can say is drop Spanish because there's no one else that teaches third and fourth year. And she said, how about Latin? (laughs) It's taught by a girl, you know, a a woman. So I took Latin for two more years Mm -hmm. because, you know, because you needed a foreign language if you were going to go to college in those days. Um, well, I think I think you're right also about that age. That's 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 the thing. You're 15, 16 years old. Like you said, you're secretive, and you may even if you have a good relationship with your mom, you may not necessarily be comfortable talking about that. You know, yeah, I didn't may, talk to may, my parents. I'm saying you yeah. may talk to a friend, but you know, your friend might be. Just you know, as naive not, as you not, are. Not that smart as, as you are, exactly right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so if you don't really go to an adult, um, you're right. I, I, think, I think these things, I think, they're, I think what you're saying is true. I think they happen a lot. I mean, I, I, this was an extreme situation because the other girls in the book, you know, they didn't, it didn't seem to progress to the point that they were still corresponding with him, you know, after all these years later and, and, and whatever, and, and hers was more intense and went on for much longer. But you're right. I mean, they, that horrible teacher put the feelers out to see who would be respond and who wouldn't respond. And, you know, nowadays I'm sure that's not happening, but years ago. No, kids are more not, sensitive. Not an uncommon situation. And, no. you know, and it, it's very, very common, you know, definitely. But thank, thank you for, for sharing Young girls that. Are, are confused by their sexuality, too. Yes. They don't quite know what to do with it. <laughs> it's true. You're right. You're absolutely right. So I know we're, we're coming up to about 9 o'clock. I'm just going to mention the book for next time in case anyone... What about your comments? I mean, I know, I know you oh, commented I have, I've been talking the whole. I've been talking the whole time. I feel All like right, I talked yeah. so, enough already. I, w- I will nice. just say that this book, you know, I just thought it was very well done. I was very immersed in the story from beginning to end. I really felt like I was on this journey with her. Sometimes I read a book that kind of really shakes me, and, and this book was that kind of a book. Um, it just was very, very, it was upsetting um, because it just seemed like it, it could happen, and it and does happen all the time. Um, and I was, I was kind of upset with the parents. I really wanted the parents, I mean, the parent, they were not, you know, they were not parents that were not around, and I really wanted them to just notice Something. Sometimes when these things happen, you know, people's behavior changes. 
But her behavior, you know, other than the fact she stopped being friends with her good friend, you know, it, 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 she was just by, she was isolated by herself. And I did really want the parents to be more protective, to, you know, get her into therapy, to make her change schools, something. Um, I wasn't surprised at the road that she went down. You know, she got involved with those girls in high school that were shoplifting and all kinds of other stuff. And her friend in college was, you know, dating a lot of men. I wasn't surprised that she went down this road, that these were the people that she was attracted to. And it might have been different people that she was friends with earlier. Did did no one uh, take the scene that that is so impressive to me? And and think what she was doing to herself when she got that took that fifty two year old man and she had her choice of men she chose the one that was most revolting to her uh, and then she took she took him didn't you see something that that you know the, the right. well she was, she, repeating, well, she was repeating the pattern that's all. right and she yeah. was trying to put her position herself in the position like. Punishing she herself. Was, no, was, no, she was fascinated by those teen girls that wanted to smoke from her. Because she wanted to go back and, and and somehow recapture what she felt when she was a teenager. So that's why she got really, the that was hard. To, yeah. She she was um, uh, she took I mean, people, people that have been, have been, you know, some, I remember seeing a movie years ago, it was a very good movie, where a woman had been uh, raped, and they showed in the movie that she would have these sexual encounters with different men, and she'd want the men to kind of hold her down, and, you know, not, not normal sexual. I think sometimes people just reenact the trauma over and over again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what I, yeah. That's what I yeah. thought. I thought she was punishing herself for, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, they often, uh, you know, abused women and girls often accept blame where none really yeah. exists. For now, sure. Yeah. She might have been thinking, what did I do to encourage him, you know, like that. And and I don't know. Anyway, that was a very, that was a very important part of the novel, I thought. Well, I wanted to say just real quick that that I think the parents, her parents were really messed up. I mean, they were there, but they weren't there. They they had mm-hmm. no clue as to what was going on. And that's what really got to me is like, why why aren't they paying a, more attention to her? Yeah, I know, well, like, they loved their child, but they didn't understand her. You no, know? they they were Marcia said too, they let her I mean, they let her drop out get the blame at school and go to these meetings where she got chastised for paying too much attention to her teacher. And yeah. I, I, I'm sorry to interrupt. Could, could we talk about next, uh, next month? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, next month is um, July 4th weekend. And usually what I do is we skip July just in the past because it's been the conventions and, yeah. It, it this time it's actually July second, so I'm actually going to skip July, and we're going to move on to August. Um, and the book that we're reading is called A Good Neighborhood by uh, Therese Ann Fowler, and the DB number is nine eight nine one zero. And 
I I haven't read the book yet, but it's it's about I believe it's about like a conflict between neighbors and there's a racial element to it, but I don't think it's going to be as intense as this book. <laughs> so it might be a little intense, but I don't think it's going to be this intense. So the the number again is nine eight nine one zero. And the next time we're going to meet, it's, it's a while. It's, it's actually August 6th is, is the next time. I, I don't actually know if the conventions are the beginning of July. No, um, they're I don't, at the end. I don't think they are. They're at the yeah. end. And it's what I thought. toward the beginning. Middle, and middle, middle, middle. in the middle. Mm-hmm. Middle. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think it was, but I traditionally just skip July just because... I'm lazy and I like to have a month off. Um, so I think we'll just continue that tradition and skip July. I, th- I think and most of the book groups are skipping July, so you're not alone. So right, yeah. 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 So usually, it's, sometimes it's good just to have a little break. And, yeah. you know, I'm just, sorry I was late. <laughs> oh, that's okay. No, no I'm of, glad you came. You know, thank, thank uh, you for coming. A caregiver around here. I often read yeah. the books, but sometimes don't make the meetings. <laughs> Right, right. Yes, yes. Well, that that's why they do the download. So it's good if you have to miss a meeting and you read the book, you can still listen. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, I don't know if anybody has any final comments. I, I know we discussed I, this book in great depth. Right? I have a final ahead, comment. I, I wanted to say that the 584, Sherry, has been resolved. That's part of Ladon's name on his uh Zoom uh, login. His phone number's oh, in there okay. too. So that that's where the five eight four you heard came from. Thanks. So. Glad I'm sure. not crazy. Yeah, you're not crazy. <laughs> no, you're you're not no, scary. You are definitely yeah. not crazy. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, Alan, did you want to tell us about your book for World of Books? I, if I could remember the title of it, I would be happy to share it. It's okay. it's it's written by Jeffrey Archer. I, I do know that it's his latest book on on Bard, but. Uh, is it yeah, a history? I, or uh, I, I think so. I, okay. I'll send a remind. I'll send a reminder out as we get okay. closer to the thing, and I and I'll and I'll send your newswire out tomorrow, Michelle. So oh, uh, for for uh, we for, have till August, time. so plenty yeah, I know, time. I, I know, yeah. but, but you send no, it to me, no. and I'll I, I'll I'll get it it's sent no, out. So, no problem. So. And then Don, I know your group is also. Are you? You're not meeting in July, right? You're meeting in August. The history group. But, that's right. In case uh, uh, Don's muted again, maybe I don't know. But yeah, we're he's skipping July too. And, and he's David, moving July also. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And David, Alan, David Fauché will be will be lead the thing. So. Yeah, I've got your book. It's um the world of books is um turn a blind eye. Turn a blind, turn a blind eye. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank I think you, Diana. So. <laughs> right. Okay. Sound, and that's sounds the, good that's to me. The third. I have a question. Right? That's yeah. yeah, I have a question. I just heard something about five eight four and my name and um, and clubhouse. What was that all about? I don't. Your 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 Zoom login name has Ladon and has a five eight four phone number in with it. Oh really? Yeah. Well, I wonder why. Because I've been on these calls all this time and <laughs> in my name all, you know, for what three years or four years. Uh, I, I, I don't know why, but it says something about Ladon, then it says Zoom, and then it's got a 584 phone number all uh, in mean, Okay, so, okay. So. That's what you mean. I just okay. wonder what was, I was wondering what was I doing that had a 584. Let's see, yeah. what I do on, what, what do I do on Clubhouse? Yeah. I didn't know. Does anybody have any final uh, thoughts about the mess or with my, or my Zoom the other day? Uh, can I mention yes. Banquet? You certainly, I'm so sorry, Johnny. You're right. Let's mention Banquet. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, 
unlike everybody else, I plan to have meetings in July and August. Okay. But we still have our June meeting, which will be June 13th, the second Sunday of June. And um, I welcome you to Banco de Books, 5 Eastern, and, you know, the rest of the... Mm-hmm. What's yeah. the date of the next one? What's the date of the next June 13th. 13th. Okay, June 13th. A week from Sunday. Yeah. A week okay. from Sunday. Okay. Sunday with my dad's birthday, so... Oh, okay. He would have been, I think, 121 if you were still <laughs> with us. Well, thank you, everybody, for thank you for coming, everybody. I really appreciate it, and um, I know it was a hard book, and I thought we had a really good discussion. And uh, next time, I don't think it'll be as hard. So, <laughs> thank Thanks, you, Michelle. thank you for Thanks, indulging Sarah. indulging me. Thank you so yeah, much. An excellent discussion. Thank you so it much. Was. Yeah, it was. It was great. Yeah. Thanks again, Michelle. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.